must stop. I don't want to rock the boat. I want to sink it. Are you going to bark all day, little doggy? Or are you going to bite? Brett, delusional. Delusional is okay in your worldview. I'm an animal. You don't chastise chickens for being delusional. You don't chastise pigs for being delusional. So you calling me delusional using your worldview is perfectly okay. It doesn't really hurt. <laughs> she hung up on me. Yeah! Yeah! What? What? Desperate times call for faithful men and not for careful men. The careful men come later and write the biographies of the faithful men, lauding them for their courage. Go into all the world and make disciples. Not go into the world and make buddies. Not to make brosives. Right. Don't go into the world and make homies. Right. Disciples. I got, I got a bit of a jiggle neck. <laughs> That's a joke, Pastor. When we have the real message of truth, we cannot let somebody say they're speaking truth when yeah. they're not. to do good, seek justice, correct oppression, bring justice to the fatherless, plead the widow's cause. What's up, y'all? Welcome back to Apologia Radio. This is the gospel heard around the world, y'all. Uh, you can get more at apologiastudios.com, A-P-O-L-O-G-I-A studios.com. That's where you guys go to get all of the past content. There is lots and lots and lots of stuff there. You can learn about defending your faith. You can learn about cultural issues that are going on, bringing the gospel into conflict with those. You can hear from some of the leading Christian scholars and theologians and scientists in our country today, all at apologiastudios.com. There are, I don't even know, maybe 300-something radio episodes, podcasts, and stuff like that for your listening oh, enjoyment, yeah. something like that. We're almost at 300 in just the podcast. And just, okay, just the podcast, right yeah. on. Uh, so you guys can go there, check all that out. Also, you can sign up for All Access. When you sign up for All Access, you get all kinds of content. You get all of the TV shows, you get Apologia Academy, and you get the after show, all that stuff. You get to learn in the Academy about church history. You get to learn in the Academy about apologetics. You get to learn about mathematics and Christianity, how the Christian worldview is the foundation of mathematics. You get to learn about all kinds of stuff. Mm -hmm. So you also have some stuff there on uh, Reformed theology, the doctrines of grace. Yeah, all that's there at Apologia All Access. When you guys sign up for All Access, you also make everything Apologia Studios does possible. Mm -hmm. So uh, whether it's uh, the stuff that you're seeing right now, Apologia Radio, whether it's Sheologians, whether it's cultish, whether it is uh, even stuff mingled together with End Abortion Now. <coughs> uh, dropped a video yesterday uh, of a conversation we had outside the Arizona State Capitol with the Vagina Warrior. Yep. Uh, and uh, but you never thought you'd say that. Never on there. thought you'd hear me say that on this show, but that's what her shirt said, and uh, you should know that that's what she thought about herself, and she thought it was important for us to know it. Um, so uh, outside the Arizona State Capitol with her and a video like that, you know, it takes time, it takes resources, it takes camera work, it takes editing time, it takes uh, people to put that stuff up. That video right now has been seen by close to a hundred thousand people in less than twenty-four hours. So wow. big deal. I mean, this stuff is communicating the gospel in conflict with abortion on a very large scale. And I want to say, we want to say a very big thank you to all of you guys who are a part of this ministry with us through All Access. That is how it happens. So if you're watching this right now and it's blessing you and this ministry encourages you, um, give a big high five 
up high to the sky for <laughs> everybody that's uh, that's been a part of this with us for years now, All Access. You guys are as much a part of this ministry as we are. So thank you guys very, very much. So I am Jeff Durbin. They call me the ninja. I had, um, just a forewarning, I've been warning everybody today. I had uh, my neurologist appointment today and brain PT, which includes electronic stuff. It includes all kinds of really crazy stuff. It was for like an hour and a half today, and uh, my brain's a little bit sluggish today. But good news is that uh, I, I haven't announced this publicly. People have been asking me. Good news is that what, what has been happening, uh, they discovered is nothing chronic or serious, and they don't think it's permanent in any way. Just some other things. They're, they're actually fixing everything, and they're, they're confident that um, it's going to be okay. And so, But in the midst of it, uh, there's like two days a week. I have to do like an hour and some odd. Mm. Uh, brain PT, which is really interesting. And so um, if I start talking about like lunch menus and just crazy stuff and colors and shapes and things like that, just just give me the signal. Like, hey, you're not working any longer. And then <laughs> I hand it over to Pastor Luke. What if you start shooting lasers out of your eyes? Yeah, laser, laser beams out of my eyes. Was it like Clockwork Orange? Um, I haven't seen Clockwork Orange. Okay, never yeah. mind. Well, what is it's, it? It's a movie. It's, yeah, I know it's a movie. I've actually never seen that either. What, what? Where they like pretty, keep your, it's like there's scenes from oh, it where they where keep they, your yeah, eyes. Like, there's like zap, I've seen scenes from that, but yeah. It's a pretty disturbing movie. Is it, it really? Is. Yeah. And we're, this is not an endorsement of that movie. It is no, either, not, in case it's disturbing. <laughs> yeah, it's actually, I, I, I'll throw it out just for fun so you guys hear. Like, it's interesting. Like, we've learned a lot about the brain. I've learned a lot about the brain in the last couple of months, uh, more than I'd ever thought I would know. But we've learned a lot about the brain in the last hundred years, obviously. But we learned some really great things about the brain in terms of being able to heal the brain, fix the brain. And those, like, the brain can't, they used to think the brain can't fix itself. Mm-hmm. Like, it's a machine. And if it gets funky and broken, like, it, sorry, like it's that's the machine. It, it can't fix itself. It it's can, a machine that can figure out how to fix itself. Yeah, it controls it controls <laughs> other functions in this in the system, but it can't fix itself. Is what people used to think. Right. Well, well that learned, would be evo- evolutionary. Yeah. 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 Mm. So we learned about something called neuroplasticity, and that's that your brain, your brain, as they say, plastic, and that it can actually it can actually reshape, reform, fix, mm. communicate. And so, uh, so yeah, so the stuff that you do is like, it's crazy stuff. Like I'm doing like really high end, te- like technology stuff, like just electricity running through things, like bringing my, my right side of my brain back into proper function. And then um, what else? Like other things are shooting like a laser beam in one eye while I'm having to answer questions while spinning in a circle to my right side. So my right brain is doing all the work mm-hmm. and just really crazy stuff. Laser beams, literal laser beams into my into my head and trying to reactivate elect- electrical processes. Lots of nutrition for my brain. I'm taking so many pills right now and things for my brain. I already feel a ton better, but after a day like today, yeah, you're. I'm I'm feeling like I was in a in a toast. boxing match. Well, you just did a workout with yeah, your brain. Exactly. I was telling Pastor Luke when I got here, it was really weird. Like I left. And I felt this side of my, inside my head, I felt it like, I can actually see it. Like, you it's, feel like no. my forehead, like pumping. Like I really felt, cause all the thinking, you feel the thinking. And you so like, cause there's so much going on. One of these times you're gonna come like out of an appointment and you're not gonna have any hair. Right. You're gonna be like Professor Xavier. Right, or I'm gonna come it's out like, of the appointment reading your mind. I'm gonna right. be like, I'm, I'm so in tune right now. I know exactly what you're thinking. You're gonna look like, like brain from Ninja Turtles. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, well, I'm Jeff the Common Ninja. That's Luke the Bear right there. 
Hey. Hey, what's up? That's Joy the Girl. Hello. Hey, Joy the Girl uh, does Sheologians with Summer Jaeger, and that is at Sheologians.com. You can also get it at ApologiaStudios.com. A couple different things you can do. You go to ApologiaStudios.com. You go to the browse function. There's a couple things that come up. You can pick Apologia Radio. Uh, Apologia TV, whatever. And uh, you can also get to Sheologian. Just click on that, get all those episodes there. Great, 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 great show. Um, and uh, actually came in second place recently in a contest of uh, best podcasts. Yeah, um, was, I think it was real. Which was, you yeah. know, it's not fair they put us against Dr. White early on in the round. Not fair at all. But. It be that as it may, it's I just still, don't. I don't think anyone could have beat out it's, the DL. No, they couldn't. But it's it's still Apologia Studios that was up there, you know. So yeah. that's that's how it goes. We'll just so, say yeah. Apologia Church was represented well. Rip. And the whole. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that was, but the whole thing. It took me about 30 seconds yeah. to get that. Yeah. We, we still own all the pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Besides, besides Sheologians, us, yeah. the DL, and, and Coltish. Yeah. So, uh, so anyways, you go there, and there's Sheologians. You click on Sheologians, get all those past episodes. Make sure you guys do that. Uh, also, Coltish is up there with Jeremiah Roberts, Andrew Songkrant, and uh, myself at times. Uh, Cultish is there, so go check that out. So that's what's up, guys. That now you guys know what's what's happening right now. Thank you guys for all you guys who are listening live. Hello to everybody, and you'll notice that we have a very special guest in the studio today. He is a member of Apologia Church. He's a man that we love a lot, and uh, love what he's doing, and uh, very excited about uh, him, his ministry, his work, um, his skills, his giftings. Uh, and today we have something very special for all you guys watching live. You're actually going to get to watch his new music video which is amazing uh so this is dusty marshall everybody welcome to the show thank you for having me i'm dusty marshall don't go see clockwork orange thanks for <laughs> yeah thanks just, for that let me yeah. just put that disclaimer <laughs> yeah, yeah. that was from a past life yeah, that's right exactly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i died yeah everyone unfortunately everything you say they will take as perfect yeah. just a complete An endorsement, endorsement mm -hmm. and that you're totally fine with it mm -hmm. Yep. That's that, right. <clears throat> that may not be true. Mm -hmm. Oh, by the way, just uh, I want everyone to know this, and I love you, and the Lord loves you. People <laughs> oftentimes will say in the comments, I've seen this a lot lately, they'll say, hey, uh, Jeff, Pastor Luke, um, did you guys get those tattoos? You had those before you were saved, right? Um, uh, no. No. Actually, my tattoos I got after yeah. I, I came to Christ. And we, we're going to do actually a video. Uh, yes. We're going to do a video on tattoos and Christians. Man, is that going to create And a that is going to be very interesting. We're going to dig into the text and scripture, and uh, we're going to talk about that. So just so you know, if you guys are asking, no, I got them um, while I was in Christ. And... Um, and uh, yeah, so just thought I'd throw yeah. it out there. And uh, oh, <laughs> you see the live the live audience cuts in half right now. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually surprised um, we oh, haven't that had any. The pagan, the pagan symbol yeah. in the background. Oh yes, yes, and this not pagan symbol in the back. Um, uh, that's the Tricetra, ancient uh, symbol of the Trinity. I used beat by, you to it. Used Jeff, by, beat you to it. Used oh, by Christian. Oh yeah, we beat we beat all of you guys to it. Are putting it into the feed there. Tricetra, ancient uh, symbol of the the Trinity. It demonstrates uh, the homoousius, uh, uh, the one substance, three persons. Uh, this is, uh, 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 yeah. Someone will come in five minutes from the end yeah. and ask yeah. about it. Uh, not pagan, not pagan. So anyway, let's talk. Um, so this is going to be an interesting show. I'm going to be kind of punchy today. I'm warning you because, again, my brain PT. Dusty. Yes. Tell us what you're doing. Uh, I have a, an album that I just recently finished called American Holocaust, and it exactly speaks on just what we're talking about, the American Holocaust in our nation that's happening with the preborn, 
61 million babies have been murdered in our nation and that is that's one of the main themes of it but the the overarching theme is a church that's departed from greatly departed from calling sin sin for fear of offending pop culture Mm. okay so that is the main topic but the result of that is abortion continues to be legal in our nation lb lg QT being <laughs> given to our children, yeah. uh, the family being broken apart. So, so yeah, that's kind of the overarching theme of the album, and I've just finished that recently. So, um, it, it give everyone a quick burst on. You mentioned uh, Clockwork Orange and uh, your yes. past life. You said you died and came back. Yes. So tell yes. me. I, I guess give everyone just a little blitz on on your story, uh, God's story in you. What did God do in your life? Who are you? Uh, so. Up until about eight years ago, uh, well, eight eight years back, uh, I was a full-time drug addict, drug dealer, criminal, mm. um, trapped in addiction. I moved to Las Vegas to to get my life together. I moved to Las Vegas to get my life <laughs> together. Is that, That's how my is that a punchline. Or? It is. It is a punchline. Yes, it's God's punchline. So, however, uh, in my thinking, you know, God had plans for my life. I moved out to Vegas. Um, I had a moment of clarity in the middle of the night while I was coming down off of drugs. Uh, What were were you using? uh, Prescription pills, um, every now and again, meth, uh, pretty much anything I can get my hands on. But that specific night, I was using ecstasy. I was coming down off of ecstasy and I had my moment of clarity looking at myself in the mirror. I mm. uh, hated the person I was, hated the person I'd become. Um, and it was like God was, I, I understand it now more than I, now that I understand the Bible, but I believe God was granting me repentance in that moment, like yeah. opening up my eyes to the truth. I couldn't see it before, but like it was like the veil was mm. gone after that. And I was like, whoa, my life is a mess. Yeah. So yeah, I reached out to a girl um, who had goes, went to a local church in Vegas uh, and she invited me to come. I showed up, um, just uh, heard a, the gospel presentation, was crying, breaking down. And then um, she took me back to the care department where she introduced me to a guy there who was a volunteer in the Celebrate Recovery program they had in the church. I got involved in that and got involved in discipleship in that program. and eight years later almost nine going i've been sober still i work with others in recovery and um been traveling the country sharing my testimony and doing music uh, at mostly recovery groups prisons and juvenile detention centers uh, so i love you dude that's <laughs> awesome love you too, I, I know i know and i for me i mean i i it really resonates with me like coming down out of an ecstasy high mm. and I think that's a good place for the gospel to come into someone's life, right? Yeah. You're, you're, yeah, you come to a place of just lowness and yes. brokenness, but that's not enough to save anybody. Right. But it is a great place to minister. I think a great place to go preach the gospel is go to a rave around <laughs> 6, 7 a.m. Yeah. And then that's good. And that's a good yeah. place to hang out and preach the gospel. Sure. When everyone's brain chemicals are just... Then garbage all, then were they, they, all the serotonin is gone all the excitement yeah. yes. and they see they see themselves in the world for like how it is and yes catch them before they you know try to go to it's sleep it's actually a really great idea it's a great idea it really is yeah. uh, a, a, a church that i went to in vegas would actually do that they would go to raves wow. hang out there give people waters uh, all night long and then you know around five or six a.m they would 
start mm. helping So we're not people. the first. We're the first right. to think of this. This yeah. is great. I thought it was weird. I thought we were on to mm. something. Praise God. That's awesome. People are already doing it. That's great. So, okay, but you, you are, you're a very gifted artist and, um, it, what's what's the pro- appropriate thing to say? Do I say hip hop artist or rapper? Like what? Like what's the appropriate? Probably hip hop artist. Okay. Uh, probably yeah. I mean, to me it doesn't matter. I don't pay attention to like genre specific things. I'm okay. just like this is what I like to do. Here it is. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. um so t- tell us about you, that like getting getting to that place where like you're 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 a Christian and you're an artist and and you're very skilled at what you do and I I can't wait for you guys to see the video. Truly, you have. I, stay with us. If you're watching right now live and you're thinking about clicking off, don't. You've got to see this video. It is moving, um, very, very moving and powerful. But so, what was it like? You're you're an artist now. You're doing great things now. But what was this a part of your life before? Where like it was a very big part of your life? Or how'd yeah. that work? Yeah. So I was a secular underground hip hop artist. I grew up in like the L.A. area and did events and stuff in Hollywood and. Um, my music was really dark though. Like literally I was part of a crew called the morgue. Uh, when I was a secular artist, it was very dark music, a lot about drug dealing and, uh, just, it it was really terrible, terrible music. So, uh, obviously I was a musician at that time, but I was also an addict. And then the addiction eventually took over any desire I had to do anything else. It was all about my addiction and my desire to do music, my desire to have relationships, whatever was all based around drugs. So I lost my passion for doing music for about a year. And that is the time when I moved to Vegas and God really got a hold of my life. And um, through that time, I was trying to get healthy and and God was kind of leading me through this program. And I was out running one day and I was listening to music and I was probably, I was like listening to the Eminem recovery album at the time. Yeah. That's where I was at at the time. And yeah. um, I, I had this like moment where I was like, like, cause music had always been my outlet regardless of, of Christian mm-hmm. or not. It always had been an outlet for me dealing with things. And it was like, why aren't you writing anymore? Like I had this like, almost like an audible voice. Why aren't you writing anymore? Why aren't you um, doing this? And I was like, well, yeah. And I literally like stopped what I was doing, ran back to my house and started writing again. Um, But I knew that I could no longer like go back to doing secular or like iffy, you know, music. It had to be 100% for God. So I did and and, um, my wife and I started a ministry and started traveling the country and God figured the rest out for us. Praise God. I think we need to show everyone. Let's do it. Is that good? Yeah. So before yeah. we do though, tell everybody uh, about the video, give us a background behind it, some of the some of the meaning, some of the purpose, and then and then before we even get into it, tell everyone where they're able to go to get the album and all that stuff. Sure. So this song is called American Holocaust. The music video is American Holocaust. It's the title track for the album American Holocaust. The idea behind the video is I really want to show people Um, the equality of life in and out of the womb. You know, we are all created in God's image. We're image bearers of God. Therefore, we have equal value regardless of pre-born, not pre-born. So this video really makes you think about that. Um, And um, the album, as far as the album, I'm giving your listeners early access to the album. The album actually doesn't come out till July 26th. But if your listeners go to I4C, um, 
shop.com that's i the number four c shop.com they can get the album right now they can download it get an immediate download and a little extra if they type in apologia then they'll get 10 percent off and i'm going to donate all, all right. the money i get from the album to you guys Whoa, praise, god. praise god hey guys take advantage you're going to get some amazing, amazing uh, gifted uh, artistry music. It's, it's, it's awesome. You really will love this album. I've heard it. It's amazing. Dusty is incredible what he does. And look, you're going to get a chance also to bless the ministry. Thank you for that, brother. Yeah, so absolutely. Much. Um, uh, but just some background behind this as you guys prepare to watch it. Uh, the kids who are singing in this are uh, kids from Apologia yeah. Church. And it's really them. Yes. Uh, Everybody in the whole video is from our church. It sounds excellent. Everybody you see here is Apology at Church. And Carmen's the director of the video. Yes. He did a great job. Um, I was was moved by it. I think it's amazing. And so, Isaac, let's get that ready to go. And Actually, it opens up with Isaac's son. That's right. Yeah, Isaac's son is in here, too. So... Uh uh, this is like all Apologia Church stuff right now, guys. It's, uh, it's, it really is. It's, it's incredible. It's moving. So uh, thank you, Dusty, for pulling this together and doing such a, just a great job on it. Um, all right, guys. So again, one more time. And you said I for C. Is it the letter C? Or? Yeah. Yeah. So it's I, the, the letter I, the number four, cshop.com. They can go get it right Okay. Now. And they put in the discount code Apologia. At checkout. Yep. Put okay. in Apologia at checkout and you'll get 10% off and then I'll be able to know who got it from the show. Excellent. All right, guys. So Isaac, let's go ahead and kick it off. How do you describe abortion? Well, in the United States right now, since Roe versus Wade, we've had about 60 million children die via abortion, the abortion industry. One of the organizations, Planned Parenthood, kills about a thousand children every single day in our country. There's about 3,000 children who die every single day in our communities across the United States. And they're killed through abortion. There's a number of different ways that you can take the life of your child in our country through abortion. You can kill your child via a pill. They have medical means of abortion through a pill that you take into your body and it ultimately kills your child through uh, a medication. There's also means of abortion that are most common in terms of the surgical abortion where the doctor goes into the woman and essentially pulls the little boy or little girl apart limb from limb. So sharp instruments and tools are forced into the woman to tear the child into pieces, literally into pieces. There's blood on our hands, on our hands, on our hands. They're murdered on our watch, in our city, in our land. At the point of conception, DNA is in their strand. But we kill them anyway, trade our children for our plan. It's sad to see these dads who refuse to be a man. We'll kill the wrong son, what was done to son of man. I'm mad at the womb, but I'm feeling like a hypocrite. In my past, I was militant. Apart from God, I'd kill my kid. We're living in his wrath, a righteous God Rightly judging us, suppressed and rejected in the self-inflict genocide. Search inside the scriptures for the answers to the reason why the wickedness within our heart, the root of where the sinner lies. Die to self, lose your life, follow Christ as sacrifice. Short-term pain, eternal gain, count the cost, he paid the price. He did it all, what can a dead man do to hear the call? Abort his mission, keep on wishing, fisherman, a man is God. Our nation is killing 
forgot to mention that joy's in there yeah i know right in the great i am in there yeah, yeah you look, at you, hip-hop video. look at you mm. look at you <laughs> you're in a hip-hop video and a hip-hop song that's I right know. that's my right. street cred is like it's high it's, it's super out high. the roof that's right as you can tell by my signal that i she just says, said my street credit is like this <laughs> my street my street credit <laughs> my street credit is like this guys <laughs> All right, guys. So that was an amazing, amazing experience, right, guys? So 
encourage you guys all. I put it there in the live feed. Um, I know you can't click on it here on on uh, YouTube feed, but uh, I the number uh, sorry the letter I the number four the letter C shop.com. Go there. You can put the discount code in Apologia, and you get a discount. And uh, Dusty has graciously and Crystal, right? Yeah, um, mm-hmm. have graciously um, uh, decided to give everything that comes in through that uh, towards Apologia uh, Church Ministry. Um, and uh, I think it's it's probably you. I'll let you guys decide what you really wanted to do. You want to go to Apologia Kauai or to uh, end abortion? Now it's up to up to you. But uh, hey, guys, get this as soon as you can. Uh, Dusty also said you can't. Some of you guys asked for the T-shirt. You can get the T-shirt also at that link, guys. Uh, so pray for this. Uh, what we're going to do, actually, we were talking while that was going on. We're actually going to put this video itself across all of our platform stuff uh, direct, and uh, just be in prayer for that that people would see this, that it would go viral really believe that it needs to uh, on a number of levels. So, man, thanks for doing that, dude. Absolutely. Excellent job. And thank you to everyone at Apologia Church and to all the kids who, yeah. who made did that video. And, uh, oh, and Br- Brunley was the star of the I know. video, I think. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely. So the Brown, Brown Town. And uh, so uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, Dusty, before we go to commercial break, um, I, I really want you to, get to share the story of your family. I think people need to hear yeah. that. Sure. Uh, tell, tell us about your family. Tell us about your girls. Yeah, so uh, back in 2014, it was just my wife and I, but we found out we were going to be blessed with our first daughter. Um, but uh, at 20 weeks, we found out that she had uh, spina bifida, and that's a, a neurotube defect. Her spine was sticking out of her back. So long story short, we left everything behind. We were living in Vegas at the time. We moved to Colorado. We stayed at the Ronald McDonald House right across the street till our baby was due to be born. Um, they, they, they were trying to do a surgery while she was still in the uterus to close her spine up, mm. but they couldn't because they found a major life-threatening heart defect that she had in the midst of that. So the focus was no longer her spine, it was her heart issue that they were focusing on. So they weekly monitored that up until she was born and they did a scan of her heart the day that she was born and it revealed no problems with her heart whatsoever. Her heart was perfectly healthy, healed, and uh, that was a miracle of God. Wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, but she did require the surgery to close the hole in her back, exposing her spinal cord. She did have a shunt put in her brain, but you know, the doctors were really encouraging us all the way up into that point that she was born to have an abortion. And uh, it was something we would not do because of our faith. We were going to trust God, whatever the outcome was. And she was born. Her heart was perfectly healthy. The doctors, as I said, said she'd never have use of her legs. She's four now. She's walking by her on her own. And uh, she's, you know, a miracle, a walking, you know, miracle of God. And, you know, from trusting God in that, we have two more beautiful daughters. Um, so I have three daughters all together, four, three, and six months. And our ministry, Irregular for Christ, we travel the country. We've always done it as a family. We've always traveled as a family to share our story as a family. I've wanted our girls to be there right along with us to see what we're doing. And, um, you know, uh, this year we haven't been able to do that as much because of some health issues with my wife. But um, the idea is when she's feeling better to, you know, travel as a family again, going to recovery groups and prisons and everywhere else so Mm. praise god brother and they are beautiful 
beautiful Amnesty. little girls. Amnesty. Yes. I love Amnesty so much. Not that I don't love your other kids, but <laughs> Amnesty yeah. is the sweetest. She's always got something funny to say to me. So. Yeah, she does. Beautiful, beautiful girls. Well, praise God. Praise, praise God. And you have a video up too, actually, talking yeah. sort of through that story. Yes, Where I do. Where can people go watch that video? Uh, Irregular for Christ Ministries on YouTube uh, or irregularforchrist.com. Just how it's spelled out, the number four, Christ.com. It's called Choosing Life for Amnesty Part Five, I believe is what right it's on. called. Yep. Right on, brother. Okay, guys. So we're going to take a quick break. Stay with us, though, because we are coming back. And when we come back, we are going to talk through a video uh, that I assure you will get the steam going between your ears uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we're going to talk through a video of someone who claims to be Christian and pro-choice. And so stay with us. Just a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to review some of that video and that content. I encourage you guys once again to make sure you go to the shop. It is i4cshop.com. Make sure yes. you guys put in Apologia as the discount code. You guys will get a discount on the content. You'll get uh, um, um, uh, access to the album early, early. I was looking for the word early. It was there somewhere. Early <laughs> access to the album uh, before anybody else. And uh, make sure you guys do that as soon as possible. Thank you guys for staying with us. We will be right back right here on Apologia Radio. Hey guys, welcome back to Apologia Radio. You guys can get more at ApologiaStudios.com. That's A-P-O-L-O-G-I-A Studios.com. Don't forget, guys, sign up for All Access. When you do, you partner with our ministry. You make literally everything that we do possible. Everything mm -hmm. that we do. Uh, matter of fact, we are heading to New York City. New York City. Uh, New York City. Get a rope. <laughs> get a rope. New York City very, very soon. We uh, A couple things I'm going to let you guys know to be praying uh, for. Going to New York City because we are going to be filming some content at the original Margaret Sanger uh, Planned Parenthood location. Uh, we're going to tell we're going to be telling you about the killer angel herself, uh, talking about Margaret Sanger and her history, her very racist history, and uh, her desire to exterminate the black population. All mm -hmm. of that, and so we're going to go there on location, film some stuff, hopefully to bless the church and engage the culture on that issue. Mm -hmm. Be in prayer for that. And then, check it, we are going north to Palmyra. Palmyra, New York. <coughs> and uh, we're gonna go to the original location of the first vision. Uh, I put that very obviously in air quotes because there was no first vision and uh, certainly not talked about with Joseph Smith early on in the history of Mormonism. Which but, first vision are we talking about? Uh, well, there was numerous ones. So, yeah, which one? Well, well, I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about the at least five different ones. Uh, so we're going to Palmyra, New York. Uh, Pastor Luke and myself and Dr. White, we're working on a documentary, a modern documentary on Mormonism, how to, make, how, how to engage Mormons with the gospel, current Mormons, uh, millennial Mormons. Um, <clears throat> and uh, we're gonna talk about the history of Mormonism, the theology of Mormonism, and talking about engaging Mormons today. And the purpose behind it is to produce something that you guys can use in your churches and small groups, and of course with yourself yeah. and family, to learn about the Mormon church, Mormon theology, and how to engage them so that we can end uh, <clears throat> the tyranny of the false gospel yeah. of Mormonism once and for all. That's the goal. And the goal is to have it out sometime around end of October, November. That's the hope. That's what we're hoping for. But we're also going to Canada after that. And we're going to go hey. uh, do some stuff in Canada with uh, Professor Joe Boot, Dr. Joe Boot uh, in Canada. That was hopefully some helpful stuff. You guys will also be seeing that. We're going to put that stuff up for you guys all to see. Some stuff on apologetics and other things. I go. Uh, and I just want to say, all of that... You just need to know. 
it's only possible because of our all access supporters and, and, and ministry partners. So thank you once again to all of you guys who are all access. Uh, some of you guys, you know, think, oh, it's, it's you know, it's like 10 bucks a month. Uh, you know, what's what's the big deal? It's a very big deal. Yeah. It changes everything. Yeah, it makes absolutely. everything that we do possible. So thank you guys. Make sure you guys sign up for all access at apologiastudios.com and do it today, guys. Um, so, uh, before we get into this quick video, we're going to engage some very interesting content and conversation. Uh, Dusty, tell us, uh, t talk to us, tell us a story you wanted to tell us. Yeah, I wanted to tell you how uh, Apologia's content actually inspired uh, me to do this album. So, in 2017, I didn't know anything about Apologia Church or Studios. Um, we were, my wife and I and family, we we're all on the road together doing ministry. And uh, somebody was like, hey, have you ever heard of Apologia Church or Apologia Studios? They're from where you're from. I lived in uh, Ahwatukee at, uh, at that time. And I was like, no, I've never heard of them. So while we, on, we were on the road, we were literally, we were sharing a pro-life message, our daughter Amnesty, her story. Um, and we were very much pro-life, but we didn't really know what that meant. So we, we started watching your guys' content online on YouTube. All apology, all access, little plug right there. Yeah, nice. but we started we started watching like your you. guys' content online, and uh, you know, at first I was like the the normal like, oh, what these guys doing are doing isn't loving. Like I saw us like milf, it was like, oh, that's not loving. You know, like mm -hmm. the typical like from the sideline, not understanding what's going on response. Uh, so I turned it off and we kept going on the road and we had a long tour ahead of us and I just kept watching your guys content kept watching your content and God was slowly but surely like working on my heart in that time and literally like I know you're not supposed to do this while you're on the road like you're supposed to have a home church but you guys kind of became our like home church as far as watching just the content while we we're on the road we were attending churches wherever we were at but we were gone for six months you know right. so um, we were watching your content and i remember about two months into watching your guys stuff i had this moment where god had opened my eyes mm. to what was really going on in our country with abortion and i was like okay, knowing what I know, I can never go back. Mm. I can never go back. Like I have to start going and doing abortion mill ministry like as soon as possible. My wife oh, and I knew it. I knew it. Good. Like we even did something that I don't ever recommend anybody else does is we were in New Mexico and we were like, we're just going to go. Just going to go. And literally like I walked into an abortion mill there and was like, do you guys do abortions here? And like, we were in the parking lot and uh, we had like a sign, like we'll adopt your baby. And as I said, I don't recommend anybody does that, but we were just like, God had opened our eyes to it. So in that I started studying all of the material I was watching, like the conference that you guys did, the end abortion now conference. And it started inspiring me to write a lot of these songs. Um, you know, on the road in 2017, I literally started writing this album. Wow. And, um, you know, fast forward two years later, I, we got home, we ended up joining the church and getting involved. And, and I just continued working on this album. And, um, you know, it all just kind of came together from that. Praise God. That's and awesome. you know, and, and and Dusty is proof. He is proof positive 
that not every man at Apologia has a beard. That's true. (laughs) So it's just that you happen to see a lot of people at Apologia on the content we have. The guys do just happen to have a lot of beards. But Dusty, isn't it true that not every man at Apologia has beards? Not every man at Apologia has beards. As a matter of fact, I would say... I would say... A little bit growing there. I would say it's the minority, honestly, have beards. Wouldn't you say? At this point, I think we have more... Non-beards. Fresh face. Yes. Yeah. So I saw the other day someone put like hmm. it, they said, so what's, with all the, what's with every man in apology having a beard? What is it? It's some sort of a cult. And I, and I was like, actually, it, it just happens to be the people you see the most have delicious beards. The rest are working through their femininity. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just teasing. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. All right. So, hey, let's get to oh. it. Let's get to it. Um, uh, you know, Dusty, you'd be better to explain uh, sort of what, what we're going to wa- watch right now. So give, yes. us, give us a bit of a background. What do we need to understand about this video before we turn it on? Before we turn it on, so uh, a guy that I listen to and who's involved in the Christian hip-hop culture, his name's Ruse Long. He has a record label called King's Dream Entertainment. I really like his music. I really like a lot of the content he puts out. He's doing an interview with someone he knows who claims to be a pro-choice Christian who's a friend of his and he says the, his mentor actually yeah. yeah he at one time was his his mentor and um i will say that i did speak with ruslan on the phone about this video he is definitely pro-life um in this video from what i understand is he was just letting his friend get his point across and seeking to understand what he had to say on the topic and doesn't take that stance but what his friend had to say on the topic of being a pro-choice Christian, I was just losing my mind as I was watching it. I had to send it to you guys to talk about on the show. Yeah, I, I watched it this morning, and I, I, I'll, honestly, this is one of the most infuriating things I've ever watched. It's like an hour long, and I was, it's, it's, it'll anger. I'm, I'll, I'll be honest, it angered me at times. Mm-hmm. And if you're, as we go through this, uh, be, be warned. They even said you're about, about to have people get triggered. It's like, yep, I'm triggered. Yeah, uh, <laughs> if, if there's such a thing, yeah. I am. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways. All right. So here we go. Let's go ahead and go right into it. You guys, raise your hand, raise your finger, or joy. joy it do, won't do, take long. Just do this. Go like this, and then <laughs> I'll know you want me to stop and say something. All right. Here we go, guys. Ones might be a little bit, uh, a little bit different, but okay. Let's okay. let's go. Let's so, go ahead and roll so, with that assumption. Yeah. So so so, so someone who's making either. a choice to to do an act that could potentially get them pregnant, mm-hmm. and then, um, some would say out of inconvenience mm-hmm. i'm not in a space where i want to have a baby <sighs> i don't i don't uh we can't financially provide for it mm-hmm. uh or le- like legitimate like you're in poverty mm-hmm. and having a baby at 16 is going to radically yeah. change the trajectory your life of your life, right? and everything, yeah. um i i have the pro- i have a problem with then saying i am in a position mm-hmm. because it's my body which it is your body but there's now a unique DNA, a person in that body, mm-hmm. right? Um, with a heartbeat, uh, 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 with all these different things to then um, terminate that. Like I have right. a problem with that act. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know what? And so I, I actually saw this and I just thought it was the dopest argument that I just saw just on the, on the face of it. And, and y'all, like I said, y'all can, can be mad. And it's, and it's fine. I just need y'all to understand. So, it, the 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 woman because this there was a, a an anti-abortion uh, free speech thing that that happened at our campus, and it was showing aborted fetuses and everything in the most horrific manner possible. Um, 
there was even some allusions to to lynching and things like that, mm-hmm. and 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 having black bodies, strange fruit swinging from trees, and I was I was definitely offended mm-hmm. through the whole space, um, and whatnot, and but was, so one of the women that was on. I gotta stop there for a second. Why? That'd be the question I would want to ask. Why? And I, I would want to ask this as respectfully as possible, but why would it offend you? Yeah. When when you see you know people hanging uh, from trees and those sorts of things. Why is it, 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 it's revolting, yes, Mm. to see image bearers of God treat other image bearers of God in that manner, um, no matter their color, by the way. Um, But uh, it is revolting, but but why would that offend you? Is it, uh, that's a question I wanna ask, is it the comparison that's offending you? What is offensive about that? He doesn't, he doesn't illustrate what was offensive, but I wanna know what's offensive. So for example, like, I think that it's important that we show our children, um, I think it's important that we show our children, um, uh, our black brothers and sisters who were beaten and mistreated. I, mm-hmm. I, I want my children to see the backs of black people who were, who were uh, treated unjustly and uh, inhumanely mm. and had their backs whipped and who were tortured. I want my children to see that so that they are revolted mm-hmm. by it and they have a deep-seated, hatred for that kind of violence against an image bearer of God, and in particular the hatred for somebody because of the color of their skin, or the dehumanizing of a person because of the color of their skin, is so anti-Christ and anti-gospel uh, that I want my children to be raised with a hatred. Can you believe that people did this? Um, I, want my pe- I want my children to see the pictures of the dead bodies of Jewish people who are piled up. I want my children to walk through the Holocaust Museum to smell the room of shoes. And I want, I want them to, to be there in that space, uh, to feel that yeah. and to be revolted by, I want them to be offended by that, but I'm wondering what he means by he was offended. He doesn't obviously illustrate. Well, but- if, if you, we won't get to it today, but at some point it's, it becomes very clear. There's, he, he's a very strong um, dislike towards, for white people. So there's definitely a, a, a racial thing there that he's talking about. Okay. So, so that's what I was again, wondering. Yeah, is, it, is, is, it because, yeah. is it because of the, the, the category of, of black yeah. versus white? Is that, so I know, and I'd want to, yeah. of course, ask and probe deeply to make sure he's not mis- misrepresented. Yeah. I don't want to slander the man. But that's the question I, I have when someone says that. It immediately sets me to go, wait, 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 what? Yeah. What is offending you about black bodies hanging from trees, mm. which is disgusting and repulsive, it can, and putting that next to the, dis, the, the chopped up black, white, and yeah. yellow, and red babies. Let, let's talk about yeah, that. It's exactly. all the colors that yeah. are chopped into bits and pieces, right? Yeah. I wanna know what's offensive. It, is it that you, you think people shouldn't be seeing it? Because I got an argument for that, that of course they should see it. Um, but is it the comparison between black bodies swinging from trees and then all these other colored bodies that are yeah. dissected into pieces? Is it that you don't think that there's a comparison, that one is an, an injustice that, that, that is so much higher and worse and the other one pales in comparison? I want to know what you mean by that. Yeah. Well, and Dusty and I were talking about this earlier. It, again, we're not going to get to this, but it'll be good to tie this into what we were talking about earlier. Ruslan actually brings up the argument about Margaret Sanger being okay. a racist and yeah. he, and he, and Bruce Hoskins is his name, Dr. Bruce Hoskins. And he, he says, Oh yeah, I agree. No, I know it's terrible. But his response is essentially, then he starts to say, well, my, my, my concern and my question is that white people 
didn't seem to get concerned about uh, the number of abortions happening until uh, until they uh, start to be outnumbered by black people. Mm. And then he gives in this whole argument, and that's <laughs> I know yeah. Dusty. I was listening this morning. I was like, oh, I mean, I'll be honest. It was one of the most racist things I've ever heard. And he's saying this, and even Ruslan was like, oh, dude. He's like, I mean. I'm white. I'm one of those people. Like I don't think like that. Right. And and so yeah. So there's definitely. A I, whole I've other... never met. I, I I hate that it becomes a yeah. color of skin issue because in the image of God we're all the same. You yeah. Know, the color of your skin. Um, it's laughable to me that someone thinks that they have uh, that their identity should rest in the color of their skin. Yeah, I agree. I think it's I think it's laughable. But um, yeah, I, I personally have never met a white person that that has ever talked like I've that. never heard that I'm sure there there's some wicked person like that out there but yeah. I'm certainly not the 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 reason that the Christian church yeah. of whatever color has ever gone out to fight against the right. issue of abortion exactly. it's because it's an image bearer of God and you're murdering <laughs> absolutely it. And, um, and with that I know because we're not going to get very far in this video but like one thing Ruslan said there which was great and uh you know he talks about the the baby in the womb and made in the image of God and they're a person one thing he, if he would have stuck with that throughout this video, it, it would have done him well. But he starts, you'll hear him say a lot, he keeps saying the p potential for life. And they keep having that discussion. And I was like, would you stop saying that? Mm -hmm. Because at some point they're going to talk about scripture. And yes, it's definitely, you know, creating the womb by God and it's a life. But then they keep saying a potential for life. You know, and, and again, that's just accepting the redefinition right. by the culture of death. Well, that's what Roe yeah, said is exactly. potential human life. And right. Roe yeah. is is diabolically opposed to yeah. science. And what we know, obviously, about scripture, it's image of God from conception. But also all modern biological science demonstrates that at the moment of conception, you have all the biological components of a human being. It is a unique Absolutely. human life from conception. It's not potential human life. And to 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 quote that... Um, to quote it today and to use that argumentation demonstrates that you are so far behind the debate and the discussion yeah. and the science uh, that you really don't have any, any place arguing here mm. uh, because you'll, you'll look foolish leaving a record like this when you say things like yeah. potential human life. You don't want that on a historic record. Yeah. Like, be careful because 200 years from now when abortion is ended and over and criminalized, you don't want yourself to be down as a public record and being That's watched true. in schools mm. uh, where yeah. children are going, look, what this, look, at, look at this asinine comment this yeah. person said uh, at this time. Yeah. That it was potential human life. How silly is that? Mm. Um, and so, so, yeah, so important. But one thing, other, other thing just to, just to note is one of the things that I, I think we should always pay attention to is, is watch for the borrowed capital mm -hmm. when someone's borrowing capital about meeting and, and those sorts of things from the Christian worldview and are they being consistent with it. But watch and see if the person person is reducing themselves to absurdity watch if there's conflict and tension between, <coughs> between what they profess to be true and what they're saying and doing is there an internal conflict between what their profession is and what they're saying and doing but also i notice also that he's obviously he's arguing for the pro-choice position and he's using all the pro-choice rhetoric yeah. and perhaps that's the problem yeah when you say potential human life but then you're also saying I saw pictures of dissected fetuses. It's like, well, we know why everyone in this debate is using that terminology. Yeah. Fetuses comes from a Latin word that refers to the offspring, uh, this, the, the newborn offspring of a creature. In, in reference to a human, it means baby. So when you say fetus, you're saying baby. So why don't we just say it as it is? Right. Why don't we say that we had hanging uh, uh, black dead bodies from trees and dissected 
human babies. Yes. Right. You know, like, why don't we say that? Well, the reason why we're not saying that is because it gives away too much. Yeah. It shows too much. Like, you know, if you're playing poker, right, and you're trying to you're trying to be skillful and playing a game of poker, the one yeah. thing you don't do is you don't turn Show your, your cards over for all of your opponents to look at your hands. Yeah. Right? You you what do you do? You bluff. What do you do? You don't give away what's 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 there. So mm. if, if this was a poker game, you understand yeah. why people are trying to bluff and to use sort of I'm trying to slip something past you. I'm trying to make you think something that maybe is not really there because it's it's a game. Yeah. And if you think about this in those terms, when you're warring against the pro-choice position, understand that in many respects you need to think about it like that. Mm. You need to think about it not in terms of we need to be deceptive. Um, but in terms of what they're, the game they're trying to play, it's a bluffing game. Yeah. And, uh, and they don't want to show you their cards. And so showing you the cards would be, yeah, it's a human baby. I know it's a baby. I can't tell you that because it means I'm going to expose my position. Exactly. So don't let it happen. So, so I'll just say before you play his, his uh, argument that he thinks is, quote, dope, um, he doesn't even have the, <laughs> the argument right, which we'll get into when you start playing through it. He completely butchers the whole thing. But anyways, okay. I just want to throw that out Do there. Do you want so. have something to say, Joy? Anything? I was just going to say, yeah, the encouragement isn't to, um, like, the encouragement here isn't to slam every person that attempts to meet their, like, the person they're speaking with halfway. The encouragement is you don't have to meet them halfway. Mm -hmm. You don't have to pretend like this is a neutral thing. You don't have to feign potential life for the sake of your opponent. You can uh. just say it's like say the you truth. just can right. yeah you don't and it's well, good i mean it's the same sort of thing in evangelism and like i get it we all when when you're starting out you all have the propensity to be like well i believe the bible says this it's okay to just say the bible says this mm -hmm. you know it's a like i get i get it like because of how a lot of us that mm -hmm. are that are currently um in this little reformed niche of evangelism because of how we were raised, the world we grew up in, we have this like mm -hmm. desire to kind of meet the person halfway, mm -hmm. but you just don't have to do that. Yeah, and I'm so glad, Joy always makes such great points. Um, I'm so glad you brought that up because that, that needs to be highlighted too. Imagine for a second that all, all four of us, we go back into time. Let's say everybody, in our, everybody who's watching this all over the world, we go back into time during, uh, let's say it's, uh, it's, it's 1850. Uh, it's 1850, right? And these debates are happening, right? The debates are happening over slavery and all the rest. Imagine now you're in those debates and you're warring against the injustice of kidnapping and enslaving black people. And you're quoting scripture where God says that this is a capital crime. You cannot kidnap and enslave a person. You're fighting this battle in your country and trying to get slavery ended once and for all and criminalized. Now, let me ask you a question. You're in those debates now. It's 1850. And your opponent who is trying to argue for the right to kidnap and enslave other human beings who happen to be black. They're in the debate, public debate with you. They're using words like the Negro, or they're using words like these creatures. Can I ask you a question? If you're in those debates in 1850, and you're now trying to war against that to end it, do you grant that we should take that language away from them? When, when they refer to black people as these creatures or these beasts, right? Mm. Do, do you think that we should take it away from them and start saying, as the Christians who warred against it did, these image bearers of God, mm. these human beings? Yeah. Because that's what they did. You realize that, of course, mm -hmm. that that's how the, the argument became 
restructured as they began to war against the language, the battle of the language. They took away things like beasts and creatures and all the rest, and they used language like image bearer of God. These are image bearers of God created equal as image bearers of God. These are human beings. They're part of our species, <laughs> yeah, right? exactly. Because people were trying to treat them like they were not, like they were lower than us. And oh, lo and behold, not very long later, we had another problem where there was a collection of human beings that were treating other human beings like they were creatures and beasts. And they were saying, I know it looks like a person that's not a person that's a Jew. And I want to ask you, do you think that we should allow that kind of language just to pass in the discussion or no? I'm going to argue, no, take it away from them. And part of what gets people to buy into the pro-choice or pro-abort movement is the language itself. My body, my choice. Keep your theology off my biology, biology. right? And, and things like that. You, you're, you have to take away words like fetus from them. To say, but that's a scientific terminology. Uh, yeah, that's not how you talk about your children. Right. Right. Oh, look, my fetus grew up. Isn't that wonderful? Like, this is my child. No one talks about their kids that way. Why don't you call it what it is? That's a baby in your womb. That's a baby. You know what's amazing? I now have two grandbabies cooking. (laughs) I I, I don't know. It's amazing. I have my own daughter has a, a, a grandchild growing inside her womb. And I have now, I found out last night that my, my son and, and his wife, my daughter-in-law, they're, they're having another child. And so, and you know how we're talking about this? Baby, like, you have a baby. Like, what do you think, is it a boy or a girl? Like, what are you gonna, if it's a boy, what are you gonna name him? What you, it's a girl. And you know what's amazing too, is now I've been to the doctor. I've been to the doctor now with my daughter to go do the ultrasound mm-hmm. and everything else. And do you know what? They never, ever refer to what's inside her womb the way that we do in the pro-choice, pro-life debate. Mm. No one's ever doing it. They're like, your baby. Oh, your baby's moving. Well, even when you tell, as a person who's currently (coughs) pregnant, when you tell anyone in public, they're never like, oh, what are you going to do? They're always like, oh, awesome. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. Mm -hmm. The assumption is never to kill your child, Mm -hmm. ever. That's right. Um, Yeah, we just, I think we just, somewhere along the way, we we picked up the idea that it's, loving to let people like have their own thoughts and ideas yeah and like their own beliefs this is one of his arguments in here um but that's that's not loving that's certainly not the approach that we would take to um i mean dusty you can attest to the fact that that is not the approach you would take to someone who is consistently a a young man that's consistently finding himself in in juvie and then sure. consistently going to jail it's not the approach we take with drug addicts. We don't, if someone, if someone is wrong, you, it's not loving to just be like, oh, well, you know, just, we'll just let them have it. Yeah, We're not, yeah. we did, that's just not, um, it's not, well, we can see the fingerprints of that all over the way that people think yeah. in our country, but it's not loving, uh, just hold people's thoughts and ideas to consistency. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to play the game, yeah. you know? And I was reading, it's interesting, this morning uh, at the at our breakfast table, one of the verses that stood out to my wife and I is Proverbs 27, verse 5. It says, better is an open rebu- a rebuke than love that is concealed. Mm. You know, um, speaking on what is truly loving, yeah. which is to tell someone truthfully uh, and openly instead of just multiplying kisses and, you know, mm. letting them hear whatever that makes them feel good. It's like, no, it says that a better is an open rebuke than love that is concealed. So if we're concealing love for concealing our love for someone, we're not telling them the truth, right? Mm -hmm. We're just pretending. 
And I think in, in this instance, um, I know Ruslan's seeking to just hear his point and understand, but the issue is always when we start with culture rather than the word of God, right? Mm -hmm. When we start with language of the culture or we think that things of the culture are our answer to problems rather than starting with the word of God, like, oh yeah, we have the word of God over here and I know that that's the absolute standard of truth, but what I need to do is I need to keep that in mind but I need to use what's culturally relevant to argue this yeah. this fact and not use scripture and not be consistent. It's it's cultural. Mm. All right, guys, let's get a little bit more here. Yeah, I want to hear it. side who was clearly pro-choice just made the sign and said, okay, quick, you got to make a decision. Uh, you can save 100 fetuses or you can save a human being. Go. And I was just like, Damn, that's a really good argument right now. Being that me, as a person, mm -hmm. me, I would save the person, not the... Uh, <laughs> uh, false okay. dichotomy? Yeah, well, see... 100 fetuses yeah. or one human? Yeah. Uh, you're talking about the same thing. Yeah. Right? And, and so the, the actual argument is that if there is, like, one of the snowflake babies, so it's fertilized embryos right isn't yeah, it yeah, yeah yeah so that's the argument if there's a hundred of those in the in the in a cryo tank yeah and, it and it's burning, burning down but there's one live baby which one are you going to save and it puts in this false narrative essentially like you have to pick one or the other mm -hmm. you know and i i think this is the stupidest argument um because i'm like uh no most people would actually try to save as many as they could right like i'm not going to just oh pick the baby and the rest sorry right like you're gonna go in there and you're gonna try to save as many as you can it's a stupid argument it, well yeah it's, it's trying to give somebody this yeah. this uh this moral crisis yeah and thinking that somehow answers anything in terms of what's wrong in a, right. the issue of abortion but if i give you a moral crisis right now like right uh you know hey your your wife and your four children are hanging off a cliff you got a chance you yeah. got a chance to save either your four children or your wife Right. Like it's pick. stupid. It's like, it's like, what you think that giving me that kind of like crazy conflict is somehow going to help your argument in yeah. some way. It's not, well, we're and, talking and about human beings. Like uh, we're, we're just talking about culture. You don't, morality isn't established by what, which, like which group culture tells you to love more. Like, mm -hmm. so if, if you like in answering the question between your wife and your kids, you have to decide who you love more. That doesn't actually reveal who you love more mm -hmm. because that's not if you saw your family hanging off a cliff you wouldn't think like hmm who do i love more who do yeah. who's what's more beneficial for me right, right it would just be a rescue operation yeah. it's the reason why we don't indict firefighters who <laughs> have to leave people in buildings right. for murder right it's because it's not like a moral that's not You're it not doesn't a moral <laughs> failure yeah. right because you 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 decide I, I guess I'll pick, I guess I'll save them because they're closer to me. Right. Or I've got an opportunity to save the, I, I guess I, it's just It not, doesn't reveal morality. Exactly. It would reveal maybe potentially what the person physically was capable of saving at the time. Yeah. But generally it's just not, it's not even, it sounds, it sounds very slick, but it's lazy. It is very lazy. Well, and so, the, fa the fact that he butchers the, uh, the argument actually makes it worse for well, him yeah because now you're saying oh there's a hundred fetuses which means 
they have to be growing in their mom's tummies. Right. Right. So there's a hundred of them, and he's going to pick the one that's already alive. But the other ones, no. Like it, it actually makes it more <laughs> evil and vile for him to be like, oh yeah, obviously it's the it's the baby that's right. already alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got that argument at that same rally that you were at quite a bit the the rally that you showed with the the vagina warrior yeah. that it, oh, uh-huh. that's i had that same argument that day mm-hmm. same thing like you get you what would you choose the the baby of the hundred well i was like well there's a hundred so mm-hmm. i would probably choose that but that doesn't make it right or wrong yeah like, what i'm not you happy tra- about that decision no, no. Well, human's in the, dying in right. the instance of an abortion you're not actually talking about two lives in danger right. when a woman walks in you're not talking about like we need to make a decision between the mom and the baby. That's not what's right. happening. Less than 2% of the time. That's what, that would be what's happening. But even then that is just a cultural argument. If you went to a doctor, if you go into a planned parenthood and you say, Hey, um, this baby is at risk. Like my life is at risk because of this baby, you know, what planned parenthood would say, but oh, if yeah. you went to a doctor, the doctor would say like, Let's figure out how to, both. Uh, you know, that is, that is what the, if you show up to, we actually are very fortunate to live in a country where if you show up and your life is going to end because of a medical thing, they have to treat you mm. regardless of if you have mm-hmm. uh, insurance or if you're born or not. Yeah. Um, and so I, I don't know. It just doesn't, it doesn't, that argument doesn't really reveal anything about the it's a that's a silly game you play with your friends when you're hanging out and you're trying to decide would you rather would you rather yeah. save me or this other person that right. it has nothing right. to do would you with rather <sighs> would you rather lick a razor blade yeah. or or drink camel pee like yeah. you know it's yeah. like it's the would you rather stuff yeah but actually uh if you read proverbs uh chapter 26 verses 4 and 5 god says uh don't answer the fool according to their folly lest you be like unto them. And then it says, answer the fool according to their folly, lest they be wise in their own conceit. So let's draw back for a second. Uh, it's brought up. Someone says, would you kill, would you, would you allow the hundred to die or the one to die? What would you do? Now, first stop and think for a moment, what are they doing? They're borrowing capital from your worldview mm-hmm. as a Christian. What is that? That people, human beings are valuable and that it's a sad, hurtful thing when human beings are wounded, hurt, die, or whatever injustice is perpetrated upon them. So note for a moment the borrowed capital. The pro-choicer says, you save the hundred or the one. What do you do? Notice for a second what they've done. They've abandoned their position where they say that we ought to be able to kill human beings in the womb at will. Right. One life is insignificant according to them. Whatever, kill the baby. And what they do? They stepped into your perspective, into your worldview. They offered no self-refutation. All they did is borrowed capital about human value and dignity. And they said, what do you do? There's 101. You go, I don't want any one of them to die. And what they do? They stepped into your position, refuted nothing. And all they did was they showed you, you believe humans are valuable. Do you want a hundred to die or one to die? What you need to do is step back into their position and say, uh, stop for a moment and look at your feet. You're not supposed to be arguing like this. Because in your position, no human beings in the womb are ultimately valuable. None of them matter. So in order to make this argument work, you have to now leave your position which says that humans in the womb are valuable at all, and some humans can just be dismissed at will, and you have to step into my position, which I believe human beings are valuable, which means now you have to borrow capital that says human beings are valuable from me and leave your position. 
So answer the fool according to their folly. Say, you don't get that. You don't get to have the human value and dignity. Remember, you believe the human beings in the womb are worthy to just toss out, throw away, dissect, burn chemically, suffocate, all the rest. So uh, I want to point out to you that you've stolen from my worldview in order to argue against my worldview, and you're not supposed to be doing that. And, yeah. you, and you pointing that out is showing that he's a Christian stepping into a, an atheistic worldview mm. to borrow from their capital yeah. to make his argument. Right. Uh, absolutely right. Right. So <laughs> that's right. All right, guys. So let's do just a little. Are we way well, I over? I think we're we're at one ten, so or an hour ten. I mean, so I think so, we're, uh, I think we're done here. Done for today. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I got to make a comment though. Okay. On, go for it. Yeah, something yeah. else. Yeah, yeah. That's not related to that, but someone that's <coughs> been driving me nuts in the comment thread here. So, um, so one one argument that that Bruce Hoskins makes essentially is, is he says that. Well, I'm not, I'm not for abortion. I'm against abortion, but I'm for choice is what he says. And he says, we should have a choice, whatever. So there's a guy in a comment thread. I'm not even going to mention his name that is, has been saying essentially the same thing. The point I want to make is he said that uh, Americans voted for abortion. No. So I, I have to lovingly absolutely rebuke you and say that is absolutely false. Um, now, we have states like New York who just passed full term abortion, but... The people did not vote for that. That was a law that was passed by legislators. Legislators, yeah. and there, there's been no vote done by the Americans to say that abortion's okay. And Roe again, v. Wade was not Roe v. A Wade vote. was a Supreme Court decision. <laughs> was not a vote. And not, it's a not a law. And not a law. And I will say here in Arizona, it's the exact opposite. The people did vote for, against abortion, and it is against the law. It is a crime. And they're not enforcing it because of a Supreme Court decision. So I just want to clarify that uh, for those that are watching Which, and listening. And by the way, subverts our constitutional Absolutely. republic. Um, when you have a Supreme Court opinion given that is then treated like legislation, it subverts the way our constitutional republic is supposed to work. And the Constitution says that it's Congress who creates laws. Congress creates laws, not the Supreme Court. So the Supreme Court ruling or opinion in row is not a law it's not like arizona right now az-13-az-13-3603 yeah. is a law that criminalizes abortion currently in arizona it's never been changed it's on the books it's real it's only been strengthened actually it's, it, it has only been strengthened exactly um and uh, even in, in these recent news reports i've seen uh, a number of them even the news reporters in arizona now are recognizing and agreeing that arizona has a current law in the books criminalizing abortion it is current it yeah. is real in place today and the only reason it's not enforced is because we have been deluded in this last generation to not even understand how our system of government works. Right. Um, it was actually specifically set up uh, with a very Christian framework, Christian worldview, um, uh, to avoid calamities like Roe versus Wade. But unfortunately, uh, we're not educated enough in our system to know how it's supposed to operate. And so people actually believe. Actually, actually, the Vagina Warrior on the video yeah, yesterday. Uh, for those of you guys that are new to the- I can't laugh. I you're can't just help stepping in now. Look at the videos in our feed. Last one we uploaded last night, Apologia Studios, is the Vagina Warrior. I uh, had a discussion with her at the state capitol. She comes up to me at the very end. Go check it out. She puts her hands on me at the very end, and she says, uh, you know, just so you know, uh, it's a law, and, like, it's legal in all 50 states. And I was like, well, just so you know, uh, it's not a law. It's a court opinion. It's not how our country works, and it is illegal in Arizona right now. Well, and it's still murder. 
like it doesn't it doesn't matter if yeah, you right, if, exactly. doesn't matter how many people come together and decide to save one baby versus 100 fetuses as he puts it which are just also babies right. um all that reveals is which one you think is more important right but it's not really up to you right so that's right Hey, thank you guys so much for watching today uh, and listening across uh, all them internet uh, locations. I uh, want to encourage you guys to get Dusty Marshall's new album. Uh, I am going to go ahead and say that, it, can I get the uh, video yes, uh, soon? Yes, absolutely. I'm going to go ahead and put the video up across our platforms tonight. Uh, so be on the lookout for that all by itself, standalone. Make sure you guys work with us and share that across your social media. Make sure you get the word out. Let people see it. Uh, don't just enjoy it and be blessed by it yourself. Make sure everybody can see it. I'm going to put uh, links for you guys to be able to go and download. It is i4cshop.com. i4cshop.com. See, my brain is getting better, dude. Good. I4cshop. Repeat it backwards while spinning to the right. I, I know. That's exactly right. That's what I have to do. Um, i4cshop.com. Go there. Apologia is the discount code. And you guys do all of that. You're going to get all that great content early. And you guys are also going to bless Apologia Church in the process. Thank you guys, Dusty, again, you and Crystal, for doing that uh, for the church. Um, and uh, where else? Just give everyone, real quick, where else do they go to get more stuff from you? Uh, they can go to irregularforchrist.com to see all of our content, videos, music. Uh, just how it's spelled out, irregular, the number four, Christ.com. All of our stuff's there. All right. All right. So that is Joy the Girl. See you guys. And that is Luke the Bear. Peace out. Make sure you guys go and check out ApologiaStudios.com. We'll catch you next week. Bye.